It's 8 o'clock on today. Coming up, state of the race. Donald Trump wins another primary, taking Nikki Haley by double digits in her home state. The former governor vowing to fight on ahead of tomorrow's primary in Michigan. I'm not giving up this fight when a majority of Americans disapprove of both Donald Trump and Joe Biden. We're live with the latest. Plus, money talks. We're giving you the lowdown on some viral spending trends. So what is cash stuffing? And could you survive a no-spend challenge? We'll have the benefits, pitfalls, and everything in between. Then stars in Studio 1A, Kate Winslet, here to talk about her new role in The Regime. And of course, her classic career. Plus, Chance the Rapper is stopping by with a preview of the new season of The Voice. They're both here live. And memorable moments from Barbara Streisand's standing ovation. I've loved working with you, playing with you, and inhabiting that magical world of the movies with you. To the Devil Wears Prada reunion. Well, as we've just seen, Marilyn Miranda Priestley are sort of like twins. (laughs) Right? I don't think I'm anything like Miranda Priestley. No, no. That wasn't a question. We've got all the Hollywood highlights from this weekend's SAG Awards today, Monday, February 26th, 2024. Kicking off the week at the Today Show from Lockport, Illinois. Back to my sixth grade class at Klondike Middle School. In West West Lafayette, Indiana. From Kansas City. Today's Steve's 60th. Visiting Visiting from from Kalamazoo, Michigan. Michigan. From Hampton, Virginia, celebrating our 18th birthday. To my sister in Edwardsville, Illinois. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday, Danielle. Mother-daughter trip from Owatonna, Minnesota. To meet Savannah and Hoda. So sweet. Oh, can't wait to meet you. Good morning, everybody. Oh. Great crowd out there. How about that? It's Monday morning. We're so glad you woke up and you're along with us as we begin another week. Craig's got the morning off. We got Chanel holding it down. Good morning. We, we have a lot of folks indeed. from the Midwest this morning. Yes. Sure do. And a lot we'll of fun birthdays hi. to yeah. celebrate. Coming up tomorrow, guys, Jenna's going to have a very special story to sh- share. It's on a woman fulfilling her lifelong dream of building a library by bringing books where they are needed the most. Wait until you see the impact this bookstore on Wales is having for young kids. Looks good. Mm -hmm. Let's get to your news. Eight o'clock now. It is on to Michigan for tomorrow's Republican primary showdown after Donald Trump's double-digit victory over Nikki Haley in her home state of South Carolina. NBC's Garrett Hake joins us from Washington with the latest from the trail. Hey, Garrett, good morning. Hey, Savannah. Good morning. Yeah, Donald Trump claimed another dominant victory in South Carolina on Saturday. It'll be about a 20-point win when all the votes are counted, defeating the state's former governor and his last remaining rival, Nikki Haley, in what is now a fourth straight win. Haley is plowing ahead, though. She's still raising money. She was already back on the trail overnight in Michigan, where Republicans will hold their next primary tomorrow. This as the former president tries to look past her to the general election. I'm not giving up this fight when a majority of Americans disapprove of both Donald Trump and Joe Biden. We're going to look at Joe Biden and we're going to look him right in the eye. He's destroying our country. And we're going to say, Joe, you're fired. Get out. Get out, Joe. You're fired. 
Still more primary to come before he'd get the chance for that general election matchup. But this morning, Mr. Trump is consolidating his control over the Republican Party still further. The top two officials at the RNC announcing they're resigning their posts next week. That's when a new leadership team is expected to be installed, all of them handpicked by Mr. Trump, including his daughter-in-law to be the party's co-chair. Savannah. All right, Garrett, thank you very much. This morning, several universities are on edge after a string of student murders on campus. The latest case happened this weekend at a small college in Kentucky, and it came just days after a nursing student was killed at the University of Georgia. NBC's Marissa Parra is there live with how students are reacting. Marissa, good morning. Hoda, good morning. That's right. Classes here at UGA resume today for the first time since Thursday evening. And even though there's been an arrest in last week's murder, students here are still anxious. Some women telling us they refuse to walk alone. Others carrying pepper spray for the first time. All of this as there's a renewed push to address safety on campus. This morning, tributes are growing for Lake and Riley, a 22-year-old nursing student murdered while jogging by this lake at the University of Georgia. The 26-year-old suspect, Jose Antonio Ibarra, a non-U.S. citizen from Venezuela, now charged with her murder. Police say they had no prior relationship. This was a crime of opportunity. Immigration officials say Ibarra was previously arrested when he illegally entered the U.S. in 2022. A year later, he was arrested in New York City for acting in a manner to injure a child less than 17. He was released both times. And just days after the UGA attack, tragedy striking another college campus. Kentucky's Campbellsville University sent into lockdown Saturday after 18-year-old student Josiah Kilman was found dead inside of his dorm room. Another student at the school, 21-year-old Charles Escalera, now charged with murder. Both had been members of the school's wrestling team. Kilman's family writing in a statement, Josiah influenced many hearts as he was a true example of compassion, kindness, and love. As yet another college campus is shaken, students are taking action. Some keeping pepper spray at the ready for the first time. Got this from my dad. I've had it for a while, but I've honestly never felt the need to carry it until now. A UGA student petition with roughly 25,000 signatures is also asking the school to reinstall blue emergency call boxes that were removed 20 years ago and replaced by a safety app. Being able to just see the light itself, not having to reach into your pocket and pull out your phone and put in your password, and there's a lot more steps. As UGA's first day back to class begins, so does the process of keeping Lake and Riley's memory alive. She lit up every single room that she walked into. Bianca Tiller and Riley were freshman roommates. Tiller says Riley loved to help people. She was pursuing a career in something that came naturally. She was just the most selfless person. Riley's funeral will be held later this week in her hometown, but students today on campus will get a chance to say their own goodbye at a campus vigil later this afternoon. Hoda? All right, Marissa Parra for us there in Georgia. Marissa, thank you. The Supreme Court is hearing arguments today in two free speech cases that are being called the most important of the Internet age so far. At issue, laws in Florida and Texas that would prevent social media platforms from blocking or deleting user content that goes against their rules. Republican lawmakers in those states claim social media giants unfairly censor conservative viewpoints. But social media companies argue that forcing them to publish content they object to violates their rights and provides a platform for hate speech and disinformation. All right. Bears are starting to come out of hibernation in some parts of the country. And if you think they only sleep in caves, well... 
think again, check out this black bear. Mm-hmm. Seen crawling <gasps> out of a vent oh, in a so family cute. home <gasps> in North Carolina. By the way, oh. that's a real slim fit right there. <laughs> Wildlife officials say the bear probably used the vent as a den oh. to keep warm oh. in the winter. They also report an uptick in the number of bears sheltering under houses and decks. The best thing the experts say is just leave those bears undisturbed before they come out on their own because they might have newborn cubs. I know. And you know what I was thinking, though? It's hard to get out. But it's been, he's been hibernating, so he's probably slimmer. So I lost How do you get uh, in? Good, good, good You know point. what I mean? <laughs> right. He's probably had to really Ooh, shove himself in there. Easy oh. for us to talk about because it's not our house. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> you know I mean? And right. it's in the vent. Right, like, exactly. Is a little berry in exactly. here? Yeah. Head <laughs> on Popstar, the cast <laughs> of, of the Love Show reuniting for a one-of-a-kind tour. Carson will have the details. But first, Vicki Wynn is here. She's taking a closer look at money-saving tips all over your social media feeds right now. Hey, Vicki. Hi. Good morning, ladies. Have you heard of cash stuffing or the no-spend challenge? These budgeting techniques have racked up billions of views on social media. Up next, I'm going to explain what they are and which ones might help you save. That's next right here on Today. Hi, everyone. I'm Jenna Bush Hager from Today with Hoda and Jenna and the Read with Jenna Book Club. There's nothing I love more than sharing my favorite reads with all of you, except maybe talking to the exceptional authors behind these stories. And that's what I'll be doing on my podcast, Read with Jenna. I'll be introducing you to some of my favorite writers. These conversations will leave you feeling inspired and entertained. To start listening, just search Read with Jenna wherever you get your podcasts. Back 814 with our Money Saving Monday series. And this morning, the lowdown on some of those viral money-making trends that are all over social media. Oh, yeah. So what are the benefits, the risks, and how can you adapt them to work for your lifestyle? Mm-hmm. NBC's Vicki Wynn is here with the truth behind the, the trends. Truth. The truth behind the trends. Gotta love a viral trend, but yeah. when it comes to finance, it's a little bit scary. Tell me about the no-spend challenge. The no-spend challenge is blowing up on social media, Savannah and Hoda. And essentially, think of it as dry January, but you substitute the abstaining from alcohol to abstaining from spending money. So the idea is, look, it's fine. You can still pay your rent, your car bills, your groceries, but anything else that's non-essential, you cut it out. Like no a manicure, spend. No mani-pedi. What about Starbucks? No coffee. No, no coffee. No, no eating out. No movies. Oh, no shopping. This no forces fun. you, well, it forces you to really <laughs> recalibrate the way you look at your spending. We talked to Susan from Pennsylvania. She said in just four weeks, she saved $1,000. Wow. And think about that over the course of a year. That's $12,000. We talk about retirement savings, savings for a down yeah, payment. Yeah. That's where that money can go. It's real. So if you don't think a month is realistic for you, you can do a no spend spend week. At least that gives you a sense of, oh, this is how much I'm spending on things that aren't really essential and might be better for me to shop my own closet or research free activities in my community. Things that don't cost any money. Okay. I don't even know what this is, but hashtag cash stuffing. What is that? Hoda, this one's bananas. Look at this. 1.8 billion views on TikTok. But here's the thing. It's like a lot of things that we see on TikTok. Mm. What's old is new again. You might know this as the envelope method. Basically, you say, okay, what do I spend roughly in a month? And I'm going to put it into different envelopes. For example, you can say, this is my housing. This is my car. This is what I spend on food or entertainment. Whatever it is, you put it in the envelope in cash and you spend it. And once it's gone, it's gone. 
You don't, you're not credit card swiping mindlessly. This adds some friction to what you're spending. So if you overspend in one category, you can take from the other category exactly. if you want. Exactly, if oh. you want. But this makes you very aware of, oh, gosh, I didn't realize we were spending so much on going out to eat or going yeah. out to the movies or what have you. Obviously, the cons are you got a lot of cash on hand, yeah. so yeah. it could make you a target for theft. You're also missing out on putting your thousands of dollars in a money market account or a high yield savings mm-hmm. account, you're missing out on interest. And if you use a credit card, you also can earn cash back or miles or points. So those are the cons of that method. You could do this digitally with apps, good budget or YNAB. YNAB stands for you need a budget. These are free apps. So just do that digitally, separate your money into these different categories. Then you get a sense of, oh, what am I actually spending every month on these different Maybe things? Maybe it's not permanent, it's just an yeah. accountability thing. Exactly. Okay. New habits. The 50, 30, oh, 20 yeah. rule. What okay. is this? This one's not quite as popular as the other two, but it still has more than 32 million views. And it is a classic, right? So you're essentially saying, I'm going to divide my spending into these three simple to remember mm-hmm. numbers. 50% on things I need to spend on. You have to spend on your car insurance, for example. 30% on things that I want. I kind of think that's actually rather high. And I that's think a, that's, that's very generous. That's very too. generous, right? 20% should go towards savings goals, paying down debt. We talk about how this is generous. This is fungible. You should be able to change that. And for some people, this is not one size fits all. You live in a big city, 50% of your salary after taxes may not cover your housing. So maybe that needs to go up to 65%. But the idea here is it's a simple, streamlined way to think about your money and different categories. It's kind of helping to develop that budgeting muscle for you. And certainly feel free to make adjustments. Awesome. Way to go, Vicki. Thank Thank you. you. All right, Miss Dillon, what you got? Well, we've got a big storm system in the Pacific Northwest. This is going to bring a lot of snow, especially the higher elevations up into the Cascades, the higher elevations through the northern Rockies where we could see a foot or more of snow, two, three feet in some areas. But it's also associated with this cold front that could trigger some severe storms as we get through the middle of the week. So behind it where the air is cold, we've got the snow. But watch what happens across the Midwest tomorrow. We will start to see these storms fire up across Indiana through Ohio. We could see some stronger storms too, some heavier downpours. And then right when that warm air hits the East Coast, you know, we'll get into the 50s and 60s. It comes with a big line of rain. We could see some heavy rain for the evening commute up and down I-95. Heavy rain and stronger winds, also a possibility too. And then back behind it, there you see some lake effect snow taking hold, meaning the colder temperatures are going to work its way in as well. But for today, we do have those uh, record high temperatures likely across the middle of the country. A couple of spotty snow showers through uh, the extreme parts of New England and again that heavy snow out in the Pacific Northwest. And that's your latest forecast. All right. Thank you, Dylan. What is it? I'll say you have to channel it. Best time of the morning. That's right. It's It's all good. (laughs) It's mid today. Let's get into it. First up, the Screen Actors Guild Awards. The star showed up to celebrate the best in movies and TV. Oppenheimer, of course, winning big with three prizes, including top one of the night, outstanding cast. The Bear also mm. took home three awards. I wonder who held Io's purse while she went out there. <laughs> That's right. Uh, in the TV category, outstanding performance by an ensemble. The night also included a reunion from the cast of one of our favorite movies around here, The Devil Wears Prada. <laughs> Emily Blunt, Meryl Streep, and Anne Hathaway reuniting on stage to present an award, taking some time to reference one of the film's most memorable moments. <laughs> it's an age-old question. Where does the character end and the actor begin? Well, as we've just seen, Meryl and Miranda Priestley are sort of like twins. (laughs) Right? I don't think I'm anything like Miranda Priestley. No, no. That wasn't a question. (laughs) And rounding out the night, Jennifer Aniston and Bradley Cooper took the stage to honor Barbara Streisand with the Lifetime Achievement Award. Streisand looking back on her career and delivering an emotional speech. I didn't like reality. 
I wanted to be in the movies. Even though I knew I didn't look like the other women on the screen, my mother said, uh, you better learn to type. But I didn't listen. And somehow, <laughs> some way, thank you, God, uh, it all came true. Barbara looks great. Yeah, she's amazing. At all. Yeah. Amazing. Congratulations to all the big winners uh, at the SAG Awards. Next up, Ted Lasso, Jason Sudeikis, and the crew kept the party going after the award show, posing all together for one last hurrah following the third and Aww. final season of the beloved show. In a sweet moment, the cast changed out of their red carpet looks and then into something a little more comfy, matching Ted Lasso <laughs> tracksuits, including the AFC Richmond logo. The cast could be seen dancing the night away at the after party. Oh, that is a good idea for cast to get that. out of the clothes yes. into something like a cast tracksuit. Yeah, love that. that's cute. Next up is Curb Your Enthusiasm. The final season of the comedy is underway, and we couldn't help but notice a familiar face in the latest episode. Our buddy Willie Geist had a starring role playing while himself on assignment to interview Larry David and uncover only the important information. Are you disgruntled? <laughs> disgruntled? Yeah. You know about disgruntled? When a guy puts a note on the locker room door and there's a fight inside the club, there's something there. I am most certainly not disgruntled with a capital D. You sure about that, Larry? Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> that is so cool seeing Willie really in the so good. Stretching his acting chops there, too. Really, really good. Wow. Well, there could be more Today Show family wow. in, in uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh, Here's really? what Larry said on oh, our show. Let's go. Yeah. You're not cut this year. We're not Wait. in it, are we? You're in it. We're in it? You're... You he's know what? lying. You know he's lying. You do this every time. No, yeah, you, so yeah. you didn't really put us in the, the final season. Well, we'll see. We'll have to watch and find out. Yeah. I don't well, know, guys. Do you I don't, did you, shoot, did you shoot a scene? We've heard it all before. We sh- we shot a whole we scene. We shot a whole scene that never we, made it. We thought it was it was hilarious. It was about a pickle. Yeah. <laughs> really good. <laughs> and then he <laughs> cut us. And he enjoyed cutting us. He loved it. And then he tried, last time he was here, before he slugged yeah. poor Elmo, he tried to tease us and like, y'all are in it. But I think he's lying. Maybe uh, that Elmo bit will be in it. Maybe that'll oh, no. be what he does. Oh, and we're in it because yeah. I don't want to, but you never know with Larry. That's right. Wow. On that day. Okay. All right. I well, guess we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. That would be pretty good to have you guys on Congrats, there. Willie. That, 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 that was great. Really good. Next up, Amy Schumer. The comedian has been making headlines recently for criticism based on her appearance. And Schumer now speaking out, revealing that she has Cushing syndrome. It's caused by having too much of the hormone cortisol in the body for a long stretch of time. The actress opened up in a newsletter sharing good news about her condition. While I was doing press for on camera for my Hulu show, I was also in MRI machines four hours at a time. Find out I have the kind of Cushing that will just work itself out and I'm healthy was the greatest news imaginable. Aside from fears about my health, I also had to be on camera having the internet chime in. But thank God for that because that's how I realized something was wrong. We, of course, oh, wish wow. nothing oh, but the best. Yeah, that is the best. Mm-hmm. Next up, A Different World. This is cool. The cast of the 80s sitcom is hitting the road. The show's cast members and producers reuniting for a 10-city tour. They're going to be traveling to various of the country's historically black colleges and universities amid the highlight admit uh, to highlight the cultural impact of the show and inspire a new generation to enroll in HBCUs. Huh. A Different World kicks off that tour in Atlanta this Thursday. Cool. That is your I don't, pop star. I don't know if you heard a gasp while you were in the middle of that. I mean, you're, it was worthy, your pop star, but I actually caught Kate Winslet at the corner of my eye. Oh, that's Kate cool. Winslet is here yeah. live in the studio. Hello, Kate. 
It's so long nice since I have done How are you? a talk show. Welcome. We can really? kiss and hug now. No more. How are you? Very good. How are you? We're so happy so you're here. Oh, we got to get in there. Oh, I'm a hugger. I'm a hugger. Yeah. Okay, okay, fine. Hello, Mom. We can talk. We've got so much to discuss. You've got a great new project out. We're going to talk about just your life, all of it. Is that all right? Yes, please. We decided this morning that we could all be best friends. We wanted to be. If you're in. Is that all right? I think the more women we have in our lives, the better off. Oh, great. Okay, good. Yes. So that's yes. yes. <laughs> Thank you. Hello, everybody. Hey, everybody, welcome back. It is 8.30. Hello. 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 Happy we are so happy to have a wonderful crowd out here. By the way, I should point out, see that where the camera is right now on this group right here? They are celebrating their 18th birthday. You go, we're out oh, here early. Cool. <laughs> What's your name? Jalen. Sanaya. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday, guys. They've been Happy standing birthday. outside. Love it. I Love see you. <laughs> guys, coming up, we've got an eye-opening look at the world of tech with a woman who was there at the very beginning. Award-winning journalist Kara Swisher has written a book. It's called Burn Book. It does <laughs> not hold back on the titans of tech. Come on, Kara, smile. <laughs> we'll get into how they built their empires, where the industry is headed with the irascible yet adorable Kara Swisher coming up next. All right. Also had the ultra-talented Kate Winslet. Mm -hmm. We'll hear yeah. celebrate her career, talk about her new series, where Kate plays the chancellor of a regime that's unraveling before her eyes. Well, if you were dancing to the music when we came back from break, that was Chance the Rapper, who is here. We're excited to talk to Chance. What up, Chance? What up, Going to be uh, starting. We've got season 25 of The Voice going tonight. We'll check in with Chance coming up. But right. first, Miss Dillon, you got a check of the weather. I do. You wouldn't know it now, but it's going to warm up today. Yeah. We're actually going to get into the 50s, which will feel pretty nice. We've got record high temperatures, 60s, 70s, 80s, even 90s across southern Texas. Heavy snow working its way into the northern Rockies. That's going to move east and transit into more of a, a rain event, especially back through the Ohio and Tennessee River Valleys going into tomorrow and into Wednesday. We will see some colder temperatures work their way in through uh, the Great Lakes and across northern New England where we could see a little bit of snow. And then by Friday, it looks downright spring-like. 40s, 50s for the northeast, 60s, 70s back through the plains. More snow, though, out west, and we could see some rain through central and northern California, too, and some spotty showers in the southeast. And guys, a quick programming. No Deal or No Deal Island premieres tonight. It's hosted by Joe Manganello. It's a new twist on the iconic show. It's set on the banker's private island. Contestants will compete to find hidden briefcases worth more than $200 million. And Joe's actually going to stop by the third hour to tell us all about it. Can't wait to talk to him. And you can catch Deal or No Deal Island tonight at 9.30, 8.30 Central and streaming next day on Peacock. Nice. Yes. Happy birthday yes. to you. Aww, What's your name? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'm Ann Thomas. As sweet as can be. Double happy digits. Happy birthday. Coming up next, an enlightening interview with pioneering journalist Kara Swisher on the rise of technology, its impact on our oh, kids. Oh, I love that. Look at that. And oh gosh, all the stuff. But first, this is today on NBC. <laughs> If you ever needed to be persuaded that bad things can happen anywhere, then take a journey with us. 
from compelling mysteries to in-depth investigations, our Dateline episodes are available as podcasts. Follow Dateline NBC now to get new episodes every Tuesday. To listen ad-free, subscribe to Dateline Premium on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or DatelinePremium.com. Great storytelling with a twist from the True Crime Original. We're back for our next guest. Kara Swisher has had a front row seat to the rise of the tech industry, sitting down with the industry's biggest names, breaking major stories along the way, making some friends, making some enemies. Now she's out with a new memoir. It's called Burn Book, a tech love story. And she is not holding back. She never would. Kara, good morning. Good to see you. Burn Book. You heard the Mean Girls song, right? Yes, I did. Indeed, that's right. You you had me at the Mean Girls reference. So are you like the Regina George of Silicon Valley just taking out the trash on the the Silicon Valley High School? I'll take it. I'll take it. Especially if I look like Renee Rapp. Yeah, Yeah, sure. (laughs) The book has a memoir feeling. It is a memoir. But it has also your trademark bluntness Mm -hmm. and fearlessness. Mm -hmm. And cantankerousness, mm-hmm. and the thing that I find most marvel, mar- like just I marvel at, which is your self confidence. Thank you. Where does that come from? I don't know. I don't know why we ask that question. You know, Savannah, it's really weird. Everyone's like, "How come you're so confident?" As if it's because a most people thing. are. That's but why. But not that it's negative. Just that yeah. it's a re- it's remarkable. One right. has to remark on. I don't know. Maybe my dad died when I was little. Maybe I had to be confident about myself. But I was born that way. I yeah. think in that way. I, I mean, think many people are and get squashed out. I liked reading about your early career and mm-hmm. kind of, I mean, even as a young 20-year-old aspiring reporter, mm-hmm. you were like poking at people in power. Yes, yes. I have something. There's something about me that I, when when people at, like people assume things, I'm always like, well, why? Why did you do that? What are you doing? And I'm not particularly scared of people yeah. unless they're actually scary. You did mention your, your father passed when you were just five years mm-hmm. old. And I was so touched by the way you put it because you, you, you said... When you're five, your parents are basically the only people you know. That's correct. So you lost half your world. That's right. In just a moment. Exactly. Do you feel like that contributed to your drive or who you are? Yeah, I think it gives you, there's a thing called highly functional. People whose parents die at a young age, they get the worst thing that happened to them and they keep going. Um, and and then they're fine. But they're not fine, but they're fine. That yeah. makes sense. You call this book a love story to tech. It is. So like most love stories I know, there's heartbreak, mm-hmm. falling out. Yep. What did you, what, what do you, what's your basic critique of this industry that promised so much, but that has in some ways been truly disappointing and, and some might argue you're probably damaging. among them very damaging. Yeah. I think, you know, every technology is a tool or a weapon, right? There's been too many weapon, weapons here, too much weaponization, too much negative, the negative parts of it. And I think the quote I have in the book that's most important is Paul Virilio. When you invent the ship, you invent the shipwreck. Mm. When you invent electricity, you invent electrocution. And I think everything's tended towards the negative parts and not the great things that could happen through tech and have happened through tech. And so that was disappointing that money, the first line of the book says, at all. So it was capitalism after all. Well, because these tech companies kind of came in with these lofty promises of like, we, I do, we're going to bring the world together Mm -hmm. and hold hands. Yeah. It's like a Coca-Cola commercial, right? That's not what they just wanted to make money. And you wouldn't have a banker come up to you and saying, I'm really interested in community, Kara. You know, they're interested in money. And I wish they had just done that. Just said so. Yes. Just been out and right. You've, you've interviewed every major player in Silicon Valley of Mark Zuckerberg. You say, oh, see, I have to correct all your language on half these. (laughs) Zuckerberg wasn't in 
what how what is it a you know that word he was yeah. worse he yeah. was one of the most carelessly dangerous men in the history of technology yeah. who didn't even know it what yeah. do you mean well he's very earnest about things but then he gets to make decisions for the rest of us without a proper education it's a very expensive education but it's at our expense his education yes yeah for example i had an interview with him about anti-semitism and he kept saying people should be able to do this and everywhere they want i'm not going to stop them and i'm like it's going to lead to things later and two year, it took him two years to figure that out and then remove some of the stuff from the platform. But at the time, you knew it if you were even slightly educated about history. Elon Musk, you said if Zuckerberg was the most damaging man in tech, Musk was the most disappointing. You know, you once had a decent relationship with him. Yeah. It's deteriorated. Very Do you much. feel he changed? Yes. Did you change? No, I don't think so. I think he changed. He sort of got into the enablers, uh, incredible wealth, godlike tendencies, and then something off. I think COVID probably contributed to it. I mean, it's pretty incredible because he has an enormous amount of influence. He can, mm-hmm. with the flick of a switch, turn off the satellites in Ukraine, affect mm-hmm. a war. Mm-hmm. He has a, a huge amount to do with our transition to electric cars. That's correct. We take his ride on SpaceX to, to the space, the, space the U.S. government does. Yeah. Knowing what you know about him, do, do you, how, well, how does that sit with you? It makes me nervous. It, it, you know, it makes me absolutely nervous that all of these people have unaccountable power and there's no laws governing them. That's what's astonishing, that there's In the history of the planet, there's never been a more powerful group of people that have had very little, have very little laws against them. Not Wall Street, not planes. I mean, a a door blew off a plane and like there were 90 investigations and 750 planes were grounded. Tech is doing all kinds of damage and nothing happened. Well, let's talk about it because, you know, what happens is congressional hearings. And we just saw it recently. Mark Zuckerberg, it was a moment where Mm -hmm. one of the senators asked him to stand up and apologize Mm -hmm. to the families. But, you know, I think you and I talked about it at the time. I just kept thinking, well, wait a minute. That's all. You know, all these members of Congress are lining up to, you know, out berate the next one. That's correct. Why aren't they legislated? They don't have to ask for permission from these tech guys. They're also lining up to take their money. The The lobbying is crazy and they can't pass any legislation. They've tried and tried. Right again, safety acts, algorithmic acts, privacy laws. They're just they just don't do it. So at this point, this is what these companies do. They want to make money. The Congress has to act in this way. And they never have never, ever have. Well, at the end of the book, I, I shouldn't give it away. You, you leave us to our own devices. <laughs> Good line. But basically, you're saying look up. Yeah, look up. Look up. You know, the idea that we sit around, sometimes when I'm in New York or other cities and there's people staring at their phones as they're walking down the street, I walk up behind them. I probably shouldn't do this in New York. And I go, look up. (laughs) And nearly to a person, they're like, oh, yeah, of course. And I want them to do that. And, you know, I love my phone. It's my favorite relationship I've ever had. No, it's not. I have a lot of It's up there. It's up there. But, I mean, I was holding a, a BlackBerry when I was had a baby. So you, th- that's where I am on this. But you have to start to realize they're, they're devices for you to help you, not to be your entire world. And that's what I that's what I think about. All right. Well, it's a good conversation to have. Kara, thank, thank you, you so Steve. much. Burn Book is out tomorrow. Hodo to be you. By the way, Miss Winslet was sitting on the edge of her seat listening to you, Kara. This is this is totally what she's into, but we are going to discuss with this lovely woman here. She's got a new series. She's uh, working with her kids and going against the grain in Hollywood. We're going to talk about all of it. But first, this is Today on NBC. It's extraordinary. I mean, it's extraordinary to... You know, to, to think that, that that kind of thing can happen when you, as an actor, you never really think about those things. You never think about nominations or awards. Oh, my God, that 
was Kate Winslet. But I back like, on today in but I, look like my, I look like my daughter. She says she looks like her daughter. You were discussing, by the way, a little movie like daughter. called Titanic. Mia? Yeah. You look like yes, Mia? Yeah. Mia, by the way, who's an actress. We're going to talk about her, too. The Oscar Emmy and Grammy winner is back with a new series on HBO. It's called The Regime. It's a satirical drama. It follows a paranoid chancellor as her country begins to crumble, and she calls on an advisor with some interesting methods to help out. Oh. Kate, welcome. You Thank love you. playing this role, this chancellor. She's so much fun. I really, honestly, it was something completely yeah. different for me. I have never played a role like this before. I'd never read scripts so sharp, so funny, and I just honestly had a blast. She's delusional. She runs a small fictional country in Central Europe. And as she's trying to clamor for more power, her world starts to fragment and fall apart as she tries to hold Ooh. on to it. I know. It's, re- it's really hilarious. It's really very funny. <laughs> and the folks from Succession are behind this, which you know it's going to be a runaway hit. You had to get the right accent, though. This isn't one of those things. You had to hit it right. Yeah, well, because it's set in, a, in an imagined place, everyone was permitted to have a lot of creativity and freedom with how they spoke as their characters. And so Now, I came up with something that was sort of embedded in her emotional trauma, maybe, let's say, from a little bit of her past and from Mm -hmm. her childhood. And so, yes, it it impacts on how she is physically, how she speaks, how she interacts with people. Yeah, it was was fun. I want to talk about you for a second. That clip that we showed was you so many years ago. And I'm speaking with this woman now who is obviously a thousand times evolved and different and changed. And I feel like I'd be friends with you in real life. I feel like you're one of these people who's such a champion for women. Like, don't let them push you around. But you didn't lead your career that way all the time because you were like a lot of young actresses. Well, it's, you know, it's really interesting how much it has changed, you know, and I, and I think about, you know, the, the moments I did have to kind of say, well, look, I'm going to be myself and I have curves and this is who I am. And there was a lot of kind of fat shaming that would go on back in the day. And that has changed. And it's changed because young women now they're born with a voice. They have a voice. They're learning how to hang on to it. They stand up for themselves. They know that they matter. They count for something. They're great together. It's an exciting time, I think, for younger actresses to be coming into an industry like this one, which is huge, but to feel held, supported, nurtured. It's it, it, it's changed so much. It's well, wonderful. You're setting an example for young actresses, for women, for your daughter. I loved, I know you had this one uh, emotional commercial where you just kind of wiped your makeup off and you talked about being worthy, Mm. showing your worth. Mm. And when I saw that, I was just, I was mesmerized because so many people think it's what you see on the outside, but you spent this, this was very riveting. Mm. What were you hoping to convey? Well, I'm very fortunate to have a great relationship with L'Oreal Paris and they do listen to what I have to say and, and, and what matters to them as a brand and subsequently to me as well is that women are able to believe in themselves from the inside. So it's not about the makeup and the beauty and how much time it takes to put things on. It's about who you are on the inside and learning to be at peace with that and being okay with that. And I think acceptance and representation is absolutely key for women today. Um, And so it was important to me to come up with something that felt different, felt refreshing, Mm -hmm. felt real. And just finally, there's a, there was a little clip that I never forgot. 
and I was actually looking for it this morning. There was a young journalist who was interviewing you, and she was really scared. Oh. And it was a junket of some sort. But the way that you champion women, your young daughter, and the rest of the women out there, I have to tell you that you're doing incredible work. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. That's really incredibly kind. That, that means a great deal. Well, I thank want everyone you. to watch Kate's show, The Regime. It is funny. Going, it's funny. funny. It's irreverent. It's all the things that we need. <laughs> yes. And again, with the folks from Succession behind it and the way it's written, it's going to be a home run. So I hope so. Kate, I'm happy that you came. This is your first talk show in a long time. In a long time because of COVID and because yeah. of work commitments. And yeah, I don't think I've actually been on a US talk show for, I'm not kidding, about six years. Well, you had a nice talk with Kara Swisher and a great talk with <laughs> me. You. I enjoy you. I love Thank you. you. Thanks so for coming. Much. Check Thank out you. The Regime. It premieres March 3rd on HBO, streaming on Max Carson. It's like riding a bike. That was well done. Amazing. Oh, my gosh. Up next, our buddy Chance the Rapper. Uh, you got a new approach to winning The Voice tonight when it premieres? A new thing? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to try to freestyle. Okay, we'll save it for the air. We've got a lot of things to talk to Chance about, but first, this is Today on NBC. We are back with Chance, the rapper, a three-time Grammy winner. He's using his talents and knowledge as a coach on The Voice. He's also one of the nicest people on the planet. I wrote that in there. Yeah, thank you. See that? It's in the words. It's in the words. <laughs> He's nice even when he doesn't turn his chair for you. I'm going to go the opposite way, man. Mm. She's looking at you, Chance. <laughs> I can feel it. My side of my face is hot. Um, <laughs> it could be really cool to see what directions John takes your arrangements in. He could kind of pull out a lot of soul. And I think you guys collaborating could just make for some fire performances on the show. My face is so hot now. Uh, I think whoever you go with, you're going to do great. Quit backpedaling now. What are you doing? You're trying to help John out there. That's not how we play the game. I don't know. I'm too nice, I guess. I don't know. It's so good, good to see you, It's man. good to see you, too, my man. It's been so much fun to have you on The Voice. Thanks, man. Just t- you were on two seasons ago. Blake, Kelly, Niall, completely different cast. Yeah. You're a rapper, not a singer by trade, although yeah. you could do everything. How, what has the experience been like last couple of years on The Voice? It's it's awesome. It's really cool to be back. Like, I really liked, obviously, being with my co-coaches, being with Niall and Blake and Kelly. Um, but even with the with the new co-coaches, uh, it's still you. I still get to see you, man, and, and all the cast and crew. Um, and, yeah, it's just fun to be with, with all these young artists like kind of giving them a few pointers on, on what I know about the industry and about the art and uh, and just getting to see them do dope performances every week. I love having you on because I think you elevate the show. It's not for you just about trying to break an artist to get them on the charts and, you know, ha- let them have a career. It's really important to you to get people on your team to just give them a voice and a platform yeah. because they are everybody's a storyteller. Yeah. Why is that so important? I mean, we're all artists. That's the reason why we're in this industry. And we, and we all have, like you said, stories to tell. And to be on a show like The Voice, like with millions and millions of people watching you, like it's important that people get up there and be themselves. Yeah. And so I always try and just, you know, champion them to like sing a song that your mom used to sing you when you were a kid or, you know, what I'm saying the song that you did at your graduation. It's day. fun it's like, to watch that dynamic. Yeah. Like like do something with some feeling, something you love. How's Reba been? It's so crazy being on the show <laughs> with Reba. Like she's literally country royalty. And uh, what is your relationship like with her? We, we have like cool little banter. It's like, it feels like she's got a very, um, like, uh, motherly vibe. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah. she's keeping the show in order. Cause you know, me and John be arguing. Right. And so like, she's just there to keep us like, you know, in control. Reba's always around you, Chance. We have a little something special for you. Take a look. Chance, you're fire. 
You know what? what? I said fire, not fired. You got a lot of confidence. You got a great team. But I got to tell you, I'm going to win. What? Yep. You heard it. Didn't do it last time. I'm going to do it this time. So you just be ready. Can't wait to see you. It's been too long. (laughs) Well, we'll see. We'll see that dynamic tonight. We only have about a minute left. Another thing I want to hit just quickly. Give me a few seconds on this theater that opened in 1929 in Chicago. Uh, so important yeah. to you. The Ramova Theater just reopened. Yeah. You just did a show there a couple weeks ago. Why is that so special? It's it's crazy. Yeah. I got my own theater now. Me, uh, Jennifer Hudson and Quincy Jones. We, we reopened the Ramova Theater on the south side of Chicago. And, uh, yeah, I just, I just, uh, did my own show there. It was, it was a, a beautiful night, but yeah, it's just a cool thing to have. Uh, black ownership in a neighborhood like Bridgeport in Chicago to be on the South Side and to be able to like you know bring my friends in and do shows and represent the arts is that's what you do so well, man. Always appreciate you. We'll be watching tonight. Good luck in uh, New York this week. You'll be back in the fourth hour too. Check out uh, Chance on that. We got the season premiere tonight of The Voice at eight seven Central here on NBC and streaming tomorrow on Peacock. Thanks to Chance. 